With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Because there's never an off day in the greatest sports city on earth. Here are the biggest stories and everything else you need to know from the new title town. It's Breaking Boston with Fitzy. Come one, come all. It is the trading deadline for Major League Baseball. That's right. This is Breaking Boston for August 1st, 2023, otherwise known as the Christmas of the Bradfoes, the Rosenthal's, the Passens, the Haymans. This is the day that they live for when the final decisions are made. I mean, they're not technically the final decisions because sometimes there are buyouts and DFAs and people try to sneak other guys through waivers and some call-ups of players who make contributions in surprising capacities. But as far as making the big deals, the ones that can impact the remaining 50-some-odd games of the season and the postseason in a wide-open American League and reasonably up-for-grabs-ish National League, all of Major League Baseball woke up back in April and chose chaos and will today also choose chaos. It's a very interesting question. In Boston, of course, we are looking to see if the Red Sox finally make any sort of move. None of these little moves. Kike was an, a, a not a, sending Kike back to the Dodgers was not a very significant move. That was more along the minor transactionals, some small pitcher deals here and there. But the Red Sox haven't done anything significant as of yet. And if what I was part of on Monday night on the Rich Keefe show, a flurry of calls in the 7 p.m. hour from fans still now frustrated with Bloom once again. They were frustrated most of the season. Then the Sox got hot, and then now they've struggled again, losing three in a row, no offense showing up on the West Coast thus far. Now Sox fans are frustrated with Bloom once again. And if inactivity is the choice made by Bloom, Red Sox management and ownership today, August 1st at the trade deadline, which, of course, is 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Sox fans, well, they may not riot. You're not going to probably see people with pitchforks and oil torches like an angry town mass trying to convince Dr. Frankenstein to get rid of his monster. However, they're going to be pretty damn mad. And I understand why, because you've got players inside your locker room right now. And if you want to read more on this, there's a great piece at WEI.com by the one and only Brad Foe Show. Yay, baseball. Uh, Brad Foe's piece is reading the room will be Heim Bloom's biggest deadline challenge. Now, obviously, reading the room is obvious, is always a challenge for presidents of baseball operations, general managers across all sports, gauging what the locker room feels and how they will respond internally and emotionally to whatever moves 
management decides to make, as well as how that will affect your on-field product in any sport. But particularly with such a team like the Sox that are teetering and have been teetering on a fulcrum of relevance or future-looking, uh, of competition or of chasing the distance as opposed to trying to aggressively go for the present. These Red Sox, like, this is a major day for them right now because there are several players other teams are interested in, from James Paxton, Adam Duvall. Uh, we've recently learned that even though we read from Chris Cotillo and Sean McAdam at Mass Live that Alex Verdugo, they were, quote, listening to offers. Now the seas have changed. Now the tides have turned and the winds are blowing back that the Red Sox are, quote, inclined to hold on to Alex Verdugo for the remainder of the 2024 se 2023 season and perhaps beyond, though Doogie has been slumping something wicked. All numbers are down across the board for Alex Verdugo right now, almost sort of playing himself out of the outfield rotation. Jaron Duran begging for more reps, obviously a spectacular play last night where once again a stolen base gets turned into a run as he blazes his way to third. He's got the kind of game-changing speed He's such an electric playmaker at this point. Uh, he looks like a, you know, uh, a juiced up version of what Jacoby Ellsbury was in 2007 when he joined the Sox and what a difference maker and impact player he was back then. Duran needs to play. Yoshida needs to play. But then now with Duvall, maybe they'll move on from Duvall at a certain point because the Phillies are interested in some other teams that are looking for a veteran bat. Can you trust Verdugo the remainder of the way? Do you want to put uh, Duvall in there? Is there anyone they're going to call up? Um, are they going to expedite the timeline of Sedan Rafaela? Or are you just going to kind of like ref it or rough it with Rob Refsnyder the rest of the way? I mean, when called upon, he does a fine job. But is that going to be good enough for a team where you've got team leaders, one of the newer ones in Kenley Jansen, and of course, your de facto team leader, your offensive powerhouse, the guy with the 11-year, $330 million deal? When he talks, people should listen. And, and the thing is, Rafael Devers is a man of few words. At least he doesn't speak out publicly too terribly often. So when he has something to say, like what he said the other day, basically coming out, not begging Heimblum and management to make a make a trade for play for pitching, but when he says, yeah, we need pitching, and that's what we want, and Kenley Jansen tells you, yeah, we don't want to look to the future. We want to compete now. This team has enough to get after it, and it's August 1st, and your team is only two and a half games out of the wild card, and the Yankees are in – I wouldn't say free fall or a death spiral, but they're flirting with disaster, which, of course, is always something we love because, you know, as a longtime loyal uh, member of Red Sox Nation, I wake up every day with two favorite teams, the Sox and whoever's playing the Yankees. The Yankees may be out of it, but Toronto, they recently made that deal for the reliever, Jordan Hicks, excuse me, from the Cardinals, so they're bolstering their bullpen. Red Sox last night in their 6-2 loss to the Mariners, their third straight, during this little West Coast stint, they could have used some bullpen help last night because in losing 6-2, they went up one nothing early, tied at the end of two. Nick Pavetta is out there. Remember, he's been much better in the bullpen recently, coming in, uh, I would hardly call him an opener, uh, rather giving you long relief. Uh, I think he had a, a five, a five inning. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Cooper, producer Cooper and Leonard. Didn't, didn't Pavetta have a five-inning, 13-strikeout performance or a six-inning, 13-strikeout relief performance recently? Like, he's been nails coming out two, of the pen as opposed to spot starting, right? He, he absolutely dominated. He, I believe there was an opener before him. He came in in the second or third inning, and yeah, he just, and just was lights out. 
Yeah, he was money. The din in the background is not only uh, Coop, our producer on site at Gillette Stadium today, getting ready to run the Twitch account for Gresham Fourier, but also people tailgating for the Beyonce show tonight. So all the single ladies, get your friends together and make your way to Gillette Stadium. Because if you like it, they are about to put a show on it tonight. And you know Beyonce is going to put on a hell of a performance. We'll see if the, if it's so electric, she takes the power out uh, <laughs> in, the, in first, Southeast first Massachusetts. First Mercedes-Benz Dome and then uh, and now Gillette. Right, and then Gillette Stadium. This will be a great test. If the new video board, which we've heard so much about, Incredible. the world's largest single-panel TV screen. Even the title it's going to look amazing, but if it's... Like the title if it's going to work, tonight's the best test. The title alone of like world's biggest like screen doesn't do it justice. You walk in there and it's it's just like it's bearing down on you. It's incredible. Not to it just wraps around the entire lighthouse end zone. And I apologize in advance to everyone who's going to attend a Patriots game this fall because as the in-stadium host on uh, Patriots home game days, you're going to have to see this giant guy smiley face in ultra super 16K high def. On the I, I think it'll be slimming for you. I think it'll be really slimming. It was slimming. I'm already 6'2", a buck 85. What are you talking about? People tell me I need to put on a couple of these. Looking like Chris If Dale anything, it's going to just, it's going to make, exactly, exactly. I might have to cut up some jerseys out of frustration if I don't like the way I look. Every last nose hair, every last pore is going to have to be manipulated and massaged. And you know what? Let's just, every last pore and nose hair on the Red Sox needs to be groomed appropriately and manipulated and massaged today. Back to Bradfoe's piece. Basically what Bradfoe says in this excellent piece on WEI.com is look to some other teams that are also nipping at the heels of the playoffs, like uh, the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, they're one game out of first place because the Minnesota Twins just continue to look at the plate of food that is first place in the AL Central and refuse to eat it like a kid who doesn't want to, you know, eat something because, ew, what's that green thing on it? I don't want that. That's just, it's, it's an herb, kid. It's, I don't know, it's a green leafy vegetable. Shut up and eat it. No, I don't want it. Minnesota does not want to win the NL, the AL Central. So um, the Guardians, trade they trade away one of their best pitchers. Uh, Savale, uh, is that how? That is correct. That, yeah. I, I, yeah. Yes, here, okay. Uh, I don't hear that name very often. Sometimes when you're a football guy and you come across names that you're supposed to know, you just ask for a pronunciation. You know what, folks? This life goes a lot better if you just ask for help every now and again. And that's why you got baseball isn't boring guys like Coop back. back you know. So they trade Savale to the Rays, who are pitching rich, but yet still they want to go for it and bolster their ranks because they have not been the same team since the first two months of the season. And yet Cleveland's basically saying we're not going to we're we're going to continue to compete, but we're actually going to look to the future. This may be the way that the Red Sox choose to go. But will that sit well in the locker room as well? Uh, you got the Diamondbacks. Uh, you got Jordan Hicks going to the Blue Jays. The Diamondbacks uh, got Seawald, and they also got Jace Peterson. Obviously, the Angels are all in. The Rangers are all in. So the Red Sox continuing to nip at the heels of those po uh, of the playoffs in the wild card. You know, they could use an extra bat, maybe. They absolutely could use a power arm in the bullpen. And above all and beyond everything, they could use a starter. But are they going to make a move first? Are they just going to, if they sit as is, I think we can all agree if the Red Sox just sit as is and decide uh, we like what we have, we think it's good enough, we're going to trust the guys in the room, that's going to frustrate the pants off of the veterans who are asking Bloom to make a move because they want to compete for now. If they sell off parts and you see Paxton gone, Duvall gone, um, not sure exactly what other veteran could get moved right now, 
No, maybe Chris Martin as well. Uber is still out there. I don't think anyone would buy on him because he's just taking up the whole farm system right now. But he is on who? uh, Corey Kluber is still puttering around the system. If you uh, honestly, let me let me ask you. Let me ask you. Listen, I I love being a discount value shopper as much as the next one, Coop. And I understand that when you buy a bag of overripened bananas, you can still go home and make a smoothie. You can make banana bread. There's a lot of things you can do with it. However, when they're black and there are flies on them, and even the bag is sagging off the back of the rack, what what would you do with them? What what are you gonna do? Corey Kluber is washed, cashed, toasted, dunsky. I do not understand what anyone, why, why would anyone think I can take what the Red Sox took already off the discount rack and failed to revive? Why would anyone else pushing for postseason think he is the key to shoring up a bullpen or a starting rotation? So- that's kind of like the funny thing of the trade deadline is if you, you do what you did exactly what you did with Kike is no one really wants him. The mm-hmm. Dodgers wanted him, but you're able to package him or they didn't really package him in this circumstance. But with things like nah. David Price, where you're able to package him up and David Price was a lot better pitcher than Kluber was when we traded him away. Oh, sure. But sure. you can still package him up, try and get rid of some of that weight that he's carrying around with your payroll, also taking up a roster spot. And in return, you could get a couple prospects out of him, especially with teams that are pretty desperate to make some noise. I mean, the New York Yankees are, Mm -hmm. they're listening. They tweeted out, or someone had tweeted out yesterday that they are quite literally Mm -hmm. listening on anyone right now. That is just a desperation. Anybody not named Aaron Judge, yeah, anyone not named Volpe or Judge, they are listening on right now. Uh, If you go to MLBTradeRumors.com, another excellent site to follow, in addition, of course, to WEI.com and making sure you follow at Brad Foe for the latest. Uh, Padres are looking for, this is the, I understand they might be looking for bullpen help. What in the holy hell, why should the San Diego Padres need offensive help? You have Soto, Bogarts, Tatis, Machado. You should have the, one of the greatest lineups in recent baseball history. And yet still they have under, they, they might be truly one of the most underwhelming, disappointing $280 million teams in the history of baseball. Like what an absolute crap show the Padres are. And so that's, the Padres that's year after year too. I mean, you have to start looking at that mm-hmm. as that's an organizational issue because they have all these big name guys, but you can't pull any of them yeah. together all season. There's just no been that's, that's like a, guys calling like soda classic calling out guys. Yeah. It, like it's a classic, obviously Coop, it's a classic example of the, the chemistry, like the ba- baseball is chemistry lab. Like it worked again. For, uh, same thing happened to the Mets this year, who, by the way, the Mets, in addition to talking to the Orioles about Justin Verlander and the Orioles finished July with the best record in baseball at 17 and nine. Don't worry. The, the East is almost now. It's not done by any stretch. You know, the Rays could heat up again now that they acquire Savale and maybe their pitching gets right and maybe they rediscover their bats. Who knows? But right now, the Orioles clubhouse leader, legitimate leader in the AL East and a team that could be poised to make some noise come October as well. They've been in on Verlander. Also, the Astros are talking about a reunion uh, taking the salary of Verlander, which is just so bloated from Steve Cohen, whose answer to the, his team falling short against the Padres last fall was to just throw money at everything and anyone that had possibly had any postseason success. That doesn't work. The Padres just thought, let's buy every bet we possibly can. That hasn't worked. It's an absolutely disastrous experiment. Heim Bloom's little chemistry lab this year has by and large worked. Uh, especially considering that the budget is not nearly what the Padres and especially what the Mets are. The so- I can't believe the Sox almost entered this year with about half of the budget of what Steve Cohen's tragic uh, Metropolitans entered in on. 
And so now they're Dunsky. They're selling players off. Um, you know, two years ago, as Bradfoe points out, there were 19 games above 500 at the trade deadline. That was an obvious buy-in. Last year, around the same area behind the wild card, but there was a feeling in the air. There was a stink in the air about last year that said, buyer beware. We kind of need to maybe not wash our hands of this season, but you should be selling more than buying because you've got some disgruntled vets. You've got big contracts that you're probably not going to enter into fair negotiations on. Sell off. Start the process now. They middled it, which is always the worst thing to do. And I think that's a major fear of Sox fans right now. Don't middle this. Either sell off and just bite the bullet and say 24 and especially 25. And what a bright future at Fenway. Or make a move. Give this team a chance to qualify for the postseason. Like I think you pointed out previously, Coop, if the Sox make the postseason as the final wildcard team, they're going to likely face either the Twins or the Guardians a team that they would have a real, they'll face the AL Central winner, a team they would have a very good chance of knocking off. The Angels, they're, 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 their all-insmanship, if you will, is basically A, to placate Shohei Otani and their fans, but B, probably their belief that this is the last bid, best effort they can make to convince him, hey, look, we're going to do everything we can. If you're here, so long as we have this worldly generational talent, the best chance we have of keeping a guy like Otani the modern day Babe Ruth is to go all in and show you everything we could possibly ever do for you and maybe give you a taste of the postseason. Something Mike Trout has only gotten one tiny bite at three games uh, nine years ago. So that's fair for a team like that, but this may blow up on them as well. But that's the, that's the whole thing. Like if you go, if you pot commit and you've got like pocket tens, you may win the hand, but also you just may get absolutely blown off the table as well. And they might tell you, like, son, why, uh, the junior's poker room is right around the corner. Get out of here. Take your, your, We'll take your money, but you can take your business elsewhere going forward. And Fitzy, I, I actually got a little notification. This is the beauty of trade deadline day for anyone that likes to pay attention and likes to be on X or Twitter or whatever it's called now. Uh, uh, Ken Rosenthal, or, yeah. uh, a guy that we talked about last week, Erod, is now on the yep. radar of the Red Sox officially along with Lorenzen. So... Uh, there we go. A little, a little credit of why you should subscribe to the show is that we give you little teasers every once I, in a while. Thank you. That's right. It was I, first other people in town want to take credit for this, but the first person in town to say Eduardo Rodriguez would make sense in a reunion for the Boston Red Sox, considering the season he's had, his familiarity with the team, and likely the fact that the Tigers would be just as happy to take a decent prospect in return for a. Uh, relieving themselves of his salary going forward, and that would give you a dependable start of the rest of the way, would make all the sense in the world to send Erod back home. That was Cooper Leonard here on Breaking Boston as well. So you've got team, the Cubs, they're making moves to go in, but that's because, and I know it's a surprise to people, like the NL Central is a garbage fire. Why would, well, that actually helps. And also they're the only team with a positive run differential in the NL Central. So I understand why the Cubs would be making moves to acquire players as well. Uh, the Reds are making moves. Everyone is trying to vulture the carcass of the Oakland Athletics. At this point now, if Rob Manfred had any stones, Coop, he would step in and say, like, no one else is allowed to trade with the A's. They have to feel the major league team sometime soon. I cannot have people continue to pick at the bones and carcass of the Oakland, what is soon to not be the Oakland. He, uh, he just got reelected for Vegas more years. Athletics. He's not doing anything. He's he's the sitting Disgusting. duck now. He's He's chilling. He's not going to do Disgusting. anything about the Oakland Athletics, though. The next CBA—that's uh, a great idea. Lowest team on yeah. the totem pole. Like you're just not allowed to trade uh -huh. at the deadline. It's like you have a, a week yep. ahead deadline. Like 
end of July, mm-hmm. that's your deadline to trade and trade off anyone that you want since you have been tanking this year. That would be yeah, and, and, and another team, baseball. another team, the Sox. Yeah, and another team the Sox can look to Coop. Um, so uh, who is it? Um, uh, Mark uh Pollock and uh AJ Pollock and Mark Mathias left the Mariners before they, of course, win six two against the Red Sox, and they went to the Giants. Now there's two interest like the Mariners have a similar record to the Sox. They're probably kind of seeding the season to the Rangers and the Angels who are all in. They'll compete, but likely they're looking to 24, 25 and beyond. The Giants, who just took two of three from you in a one-run differential three-game weekend series featuring not one but two Fleming brothers on the broadcast, they just made a major move, and they still have a bright future ahead of them as well with the quality pitching and depth out there in San Francisco. So there's all different ways. This is why Bradfoe's piece, Reading the Room, is so important for Bloom, because your fans want you to make a move, your players want you to make a move, and everyone knows how valuable the prospects are and what your and how how important it is to make sure that the future is well stocked. The pantry is well stocked for the future. But again, the fun, the Fenway Fulcrum it can go one of two ways today. And by six p.m. tonight, we'll have a very good, if not pretty 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 good idea of what the plan is for this season and beyond. So make sure you stay tuned to Baseball Isn't Boring at Bradfoe W E E I. All the way from 6A to 6P, you got the rest. You got the Greg Hill Show, Gresham Fourier and Foxborough, of course, Jones and Mego with Arcan and Rich Keefe with Andy Hart tonight. We'll wrap it up and assess all of it because they'll be on right after the trade deadline is up. Then, of course, Rich will have the Red Sox Mass Mutual pregame show before first pitch from T-Mobile Park at 940 tonight as the Sox look to get off the schneid and end their latest three-game losing streak. Win three, lose three. Win three, lose three. Let's go ahead and not lose four. Let's get back on the win three socks. And let's hope Bloom makes a move and bolsters the ranks. Thanks for tuning in to Breaking Boston, everyone. This is your trade deadline pod. We'll be back tomorrow probably assessing what the Red Sox did. Maybe a few updates from Fenway. And, hey, if you're on your way down to Beyonce, have a good time. And make sure you put on your hello, hello, hello. See you, everybody.